Welcome to the Childcare Business Coach Podcast with Evelyn Knight, where mindset mechanics come together for success. Evelyn Knight is the leader of the ECE revolution and is on a mission to touch 1 million children's lives through the elevation of the ECE community. Hello and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach Podcast. My name is Evelyn Knight. I hope everyone had a wonderful Father's Day week uh, last week. And I want to just before I start talk about the holidays like Father's Day, um, and that's not what I'm talking about today, but just a little blurb, it just entered my mind. I know things like Father's Day and Mother's Day, they're not always easy on everybody. For me personally, it can be a rough holiday. I didn't have the best dad as an example of what a father should be. And then losing my husband also has made Father's Day a difficult holiday. So my heart does go out to those of you who have a hard time with these holidays um, like I do. But we are talking about burnout today. And ironically, things like Father's Day and Mother's Day and holidays can cause burnout in a very different way. But before I get into that, I'm going to introduce myself. Uh, my name is Evelyn Knight. I am the founder and CEO of Child Care Business Professionals, which brings you these live videos and the Child Care Business Coach podcast. So if you're listening, welcome as well. And join us on our videos. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm all over live, um, YouTube, wherever. But make sure you look in the show notes and you'll see where you can find me on all different social media platforms. So I just want to talk a little bit about burnout today because I'm seeing it everywhere and I see it's almost a become a buzzword, which is unfortunate, right? Because there's people who really truly are suffering and um, it, it really is a physiological condition. But I think there's so many misperceptions on what burnout is, what causes burnout and where people are going with it, right? Um, burnout is a very real thing. And I think in our post-COVID lives, it's much worse than it ever used to be. It's bigger and it's better. Not better, but better like as in it's getting better in its nature. Terrible choice of words there. But basically what happens with burnout is it's this feeling of exhaustion, right? And so there's some things, though, that you may not even realize are showing up as burnout in your life. And this is something that I found I was doing myself, where it's these pleasure-seeking activities that are a sign of burnout. Um, and before I get into those activities, I want to explain a little bit about burnout. Everybody always blames their jobs on burnout. They always think like, oh, I'm overworking, I'm this, I'm that. But according to a study I was just reading about, which is what prompted this Mindset Monday, another one on burnout. But the study I was reading that was done by the University of Southern California is stated that most of the time burnout is actually coming from people's personal lives, but they're blaming their work because of the thoughts that are they are having and they're associating. So what is burnout? Burnout is an exhaustion, right? It's just being tired and it'll manifest physically, mentally in every aspect of your life. But it's our thoughts that cause burnout. 
So this study I was reading that it followed, um, oh my goodness, I can't remember. I know it wasn't quite a thousand people, but close to a thousand. And it followed them over about a decade. And what they found is that there, a lot of times their home life was pretty miserable, right? They felt like they were being nagged at home or they were being overworked or not appreciated um, or just being talked to poorly. But then Monday morning would roll around, they would wake up like, oh gosh, I have to go to work. And a lot of what was happening is their preconceived notions and their beliefs. And in the American society, we have created this belief system around having a job and your job that actually causes burnout. Now let's put our post-COVID anxiety on us, right? The trauma that we're all suffering from and burnout is out of control. It is absolutely out of control. All of us, if you haven't officially dealt with your COVID burnout or your COVID trauma, then you are still probably living with the effects of trauma brain, right? Which literally changes the physiological structure of your brain and your thought process. So what ends up happening is you get stuck in these cycles. You get stuck in these cycles, right? I was recently talking to someone too who said, you know, you talk so much about all this brain stuff and you talk about positive thinking and you talk, but it doesn't really work. And my response was, it doesn't work for you. And you just told me why it doesn't work for you. And she said, no, you don't understand. I've tried. I've tried. And I'm like, well, how long did you try for? Oh, almost a year. Like, but you don't believe it works. No, I don't believe it works. That's why it doesn't work. That is exactly why it doesn't work. The problem is that what your conscious mind is telling you all the time, right? You might be telling your conscious mind, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But your subconscious mind doesn't buy it. It doesn't believe it because that is your core belief that is so deep inside of you that you don't even know it's there. 97% of the decisions you make, the actions you make, everything you do, you are not even aware of. You don't even know it is happening. Just keep that in mind. 97%. I'm sorry about my dogs. One of my dogs just opened my door. So now you might be able to hear them barking, but I'm going to keep going. So if 97%, your subconscious mind is without you even realizing it, influencing your decisions and your subconscious mind thinks to itself, yeah, my life has always been this way. And you are just special. There's just something different about you. You are just gifted in some way, which these are things that people tell me all the time. For some reason, you're just lucky, right? I don't believe in luck. I create my life. I'm not lucky. I just have created a good life for myself. And I believe that to my core. So my subconscious mind believes it, which creates self-fulfilling prophecies. A self-fulfilling prophecy is literally how your subconscious mind works. It's literally when your brain basically says, this is true for my life, right? So even if you're so, your conscious mind is saying, I'm going to be positive and everything's going to be great. Your subconscious mind, without you realizing it, is saying, uh-uh, not sure. This sucks. Everything sucks. My job sucks. My life sucks. Society sucks. So your subconscious mind is going to start prompting you to take actions 
that are actually going to make you defeat yourself, literally. You might start doing things like procrastinating too much. You might forget appointments, forget to show up for things. It might even manifest as physical pain in your body, okay? And until you can convince your subconscious mind that this is what it is, nothing's going to change for you because you don't believe it deep down inside. You can say you do. You can practice things, but if you don't really believe it, nothing's going to happen. So what does this have to do with burnout? Well, what happens with burnout is in, in American society, we've basically associated it with any kind of job, regardless of what the job is, with some kind of pain, right? Think of it this way. You think I have to go to work. That means I don't get to spend time with my family. That means I don't get to go to the lake and I really want to go to the lake fishing today. That means I don't have time to do this, this, and that, right? Like right now I'm looking personally, my laundry room is right off my office and I can see a pile of laundry I have to do. So I associate, well, I have to work, so I don't have time to do my laundry. And then that can snowball into, of course I'm behind because work takes up all my time and work is this and work does that. And nobody listens to me at work. And my teachers just don't participate in how I want them to. And the parents suck and the children bite and all of these things happen. So work sucks, right? So do you see how that snowball effect starts happening? And in the American society, we associate work with taking us away from something we truly love and want to do. So the best way to overcome burnout is to really watch your thoughts. Watch your thinking. I am going to close that door. So watch your thoughts and watch your thinking. Really pay attention to how the dialogue in your head is playing out. If you are thinking to yourself, oh, I got to go to work today. I got to deal with these kids. And lately they've been out of control. And my staff, oh my gosh, they've been terrible. Of course you're burned out. But it's not them. It's the thoughts you're allowing in your head. There's always somebody to blame. There's negative in everything in the world. But it is your choice what you get to focus on. You get to focus on whether you want to obsess over the negative that is around you and in your life. Or if you're going to look at the positive and the beauty in life. To be honest with you guys, for those of you who think that my life is charmed, I hear it all the time. You have no idea. At least once a month, somebody tells me, well, you don't understand. You just are special for some reason. I have literally had people accuse me of different, like being alien and different things because they say that my life is charmed, right? It's not. It's what I choose to focus on, you guys. My life has been hard. It has been rough. If you only knew what kind of childhood I grew up in. I grew up in some pretty, pretty rough circumstances. My first childhood memory was being ripped off my mother's lap. And I watched my dad break my mom's ribs. Okay, that was my first childhood memory. And my whole childhood was pretty much like that. And then I have faced so much in my life. I've lost my husband. I've faced 
so much, but I choose to look at the beautiful points of life. I could fixate. I could sit here and talk about like, oh, I had a horrible childhood and this is horrible and that is horrible. And then, yes, I would create a horrible life. But amongst all of the things that I've had to deal with in my life, God has blessed me to show me that there is always beauty, always beauty in everything. So why does my life seem charmed? Because I choose to see the beauty. We all get to points of burnout. I do too. But I'm quick. When I feel it coming on, I'm quick to hit the reset button. When I start feeling that overwhelm and like everything is getting out of control, which I do often, I know to stop myself and ask, whoa, what is really going on here, right? Once I start going down that negative pattern of thoughts, and it happens to all of us, once I notice and I'm hyper-focusing on the negativity I have to stop myself and I will literally like, I'm actually taking a couple days off this week and I will literally stop myself and think like, what is going on here? And really just stop, analyze my thinking, see where it's coming from. And one of the things I ask myself is, is this real? Because we convince ourselves of stuff that isn't real. I cannot tell you guys over the 15 years that I have been a childcare center owner, how many people have quit on me at zooming around because it was horrible, right? Oh, you guys don't support us. That's one of the things I hear. You're not supportive of us. You don't care. You this, you that, right? They go get a job somewhere else. And within one year, about 90% of them end up contacting me to apologize. They either contact me or Brandy. And they end up apologizing because they didn't know how good they had it. And I did a couple months ago, I did a podcast episode on how you create your own problems. And burnout is one of those things. I hate to say it, but it is one of those things in life that if we don't get a handle on it, burnout is very real. I'm not saying that you're not creating, that you're creating it. But what I am saying is if you don't take charge and you don't take your power back and you don't start choosing to handle it and to do something about it, then you are creating the problem. We have a choice in everything we do in life. Are you going to choose to allow things to consume you or are you going to work on it? Working on it can be as simple as starting a daily journaling exercise. And ask yourself Katie Byron's four questions, which I usually keep over here, which I don't think I have them right now. Um, they're, for me, I use them all the time because it helps me when I'm really facing a lot of anxiety, when I'm stressed out. And they're pretty easy questions. And I, I, I always forget one. So I'm looking and that's why I keep them posted. And I've got my post-it notes all over. But basically what Katie Byron asks is, um, Ask yourself, is this thought that I have, is there evidence to support it, right? And then write it out. Is there evidence that contradicts it? And then write that out. And really just work through um, 
what does the evidence show? Because what I find is, oh, the one, the other question that's very, very, very important in this process is asking yourself, when else have I felt this way? What was the first time I can remember feeling this way? I'm going to shut the door again. My dog opened it again. I'm going to have to start, start locking it. But you can ask yourself, when was the first time I felt these feelings? And sometimes it's really hard to pinpoint, but keep trying to do it and journal that out because that's going to be the core of when you started this belief system. And that's how you're going to eradicate it. These false beliefs are often like weeds in our brain and you need to get the root to get them out, right? Otherwise they're controlling your subconscious. And as much as every day you consciously try to get things done, it's not going to happen if the roots are tainted. The other thing I really highly suggest therapy, but with the right therapist. Okay. And I think every single human on this planet needs therapy. There's none of us who don't. All of us have damage. We all damage our children. It sucks. If you're a parent, we're doing it right. But we're human. And that's part of the human condition. And a good therapist, a good therapist, I highly recommend something like a psychotherapist, uh, because they're going to go to the root of the problem. You got to eradicate those weeds. Otherwise, those false beliefs are going to be dictating in the background and you're not even going to know it. And they're going to be setting you up for failure. I cannot tell you how many people I hire who are so excited. And then time goes on and they either self-sabotage or they start hating their job because of stories they're telling themselves. They just tell themselves stories and they forget to look at the positive. They forget to look at the blessing. And that beginning stage, the honeymoon period of like, oh, this is amazing and awesome. Um, we, we actually go through phases. There are actual phases, and I train on this a lot, that our brain goes through. Whenever you enter something new, oh my gosh, I can't remember the actual phase names, but there are psychological phases we all go through. And the beginning is like a honeymoon phase where you're super excited and you cannot wait to do the thing. And it is like, euphoric, right? It's unrealistic. And you look at this as this unrealistic, perfect thing. And then time goes by and reality starts to set in. Oh, I remember it's um, uninformed optimism is stage one. Uninformed optimism is stage one where you're just overly unrealistically optimistic and you haven't let reality. Stage two is informed pessimism. 85% of humans get stuck in informed pessimism. And this is why they can't stick with jobs and they are never truly successful. Because when reality hits and suddenly you see the human side of things and your uninformed optimism is gone and your fairy tale is over, you start telling yourself stories about how awful things are and how terrible this is. And how, well, this isn't what I signed up for. And this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Because the fairy tale isn't real. There are no such things as fairy tales, especially when you're working in a child care center. We can give fairy tales to the children, but reality isn't that. Everything is going to have good and it's going to have bad. But during that uninformed optimism, you're just so hyper-focused on the good 
that you didn't allow your brain to accept the fact that we live in the world of human beings that are flawed. So you go into this informed pessimism and suddenly all you can see is the negative and you're so hyper-focused on that that you forget and you stop seeing what is good around you. You stop seeing the lives that you're changing when you're working with children. You stop seeing your coworkers who are wonderful, the parents who are wonderful and who truly appreciate you because you're so hyper-focused on what it isn't instead of what it is. 85% of people get lost here. And this is where burnout lies. If you can move past that to informed optimism, that is where reality sits. That's where you're like, yeah, this is, it's not perfect, but we're humans. Nothing's perfect. There's some downfalls, but I'm going to choose to see the best in it. And I'm going to go on anyway. This is where the magic happens. And if you can get to the fourth stage, which I cannot remember the name of, um, after informed optimism, that is like the gold. That is like the the human form of nirvana, where it's basically where you realize that it is beautiful anyway. And that is where about 3% of the population live. Beyond informed um, optimism, which informed optimism, if you never make it to the fourth stage, informed optimism is still a wonderful place because you're happy and you're satisfied with your life. And you realize that there's good and there's bad to everything. And you just choose to embrace the beauty. So keep that in mind and start asking yourself, where is my pessimism really coming from? And it is pessimism. Not going to sugarcoat it for you. It's you. Also really analyze, is it really my job? Is it really working with the children? Or is there something going on at home and I'm projecting and blaming work for it? And ask yourself as well, are my thoughts really accurate? And where did they come from? How am I setting myself up for failure? How am I creating a self-fulfilling prophecy? in this situation. So hopefully that was helpful for you guys. I know we have a free webinar coming next week to help people who are really, really struggling. It's going to go much, much more in depth on being in the world of ECE, being more successful. So whether you want to open a child care center or if you're hoping to um, just get better, if you're just really fine that you're struggling and you need some help, Make sure you sign up for our webinar. One of my team members can probably put it in the chat for you guys uh, how to sign up. But you can go everything that we do, you can find at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. So I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And remember to just question your thoughts. They're not always right. You're not always right. And it's really healthy and important for you to just step back every now and then and question what you're thinking. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for joining Evelyn today. For more information, please visit childcarebusinessprofessionals.com.